Juliana, tell us about the organization that is near and dear to your heart and why you are taking on this fight. You know, it's the day I met you, you're such an inspiration. Thank you so much for having me in the program. Uh, for me, uh, this is a, a fight that is very personal. I was born in Peru when the country was in the hands of a military dictator. And I experienced a country during my teenager years that uh, it was very indebted and stable, violent. And so when I take up these causes, it's because... Um, I know that uh, they are very important, like the issue uh, that I'm sponsoring now, that is the Initiative 120, that is against late-term abortion. A lot of people in the state uh, have no idea that in the state of Colorado, uh, an abortion can be performed until the moment of birth. So when I've been talking to the communities about this, it's like uh, it's very shocking for them to learn that. Uh, so when I I learned that it was so extreme because Colorado is one in seven states that allow that type of abortion, I decided, okay, uh, we need to put it together and um, sponsor that initiative. And this is something that can actually pass in the state. So I appreciate so much the fact that uh, you are allowing me to speak about this. And this is mainly a call to action to everybody in the state of Colorado to just get on the website, dodaytolate.com, or call me at my cell phone number, 720-899-0897, and request a petition. It's very simple. It has only 40 signatures, and uh, you can start circulating that so we can put it on the ballot this year on November people to vote. Let me ask you this. Now, you are an immigrant uh, to the country, and um, it is your great contribution to uh, this nation. But let's talk about your your homeland of, of Peru. And um, because most Americans don't understand that there are places in the world that even in the worst of times in America, uh, it, it's a good time there. It's not a bad time there. Tell people how fortunate uh, they are to be in this land. And tell us that from your perspective as someone who was born in another country like Peru. Talk to us. You know what is incredible? Look at me. I was born in Peru. I'm an immigrant in the United States. And I'm talking to you. I'm on the radio and to many, many uh, thousands of listeners. But it's such an honor. And uh, this is a country of opportunities. This is a country that uh, it has uh, given a legacy of extraordinary documents like the U.S. Constitution and its core tenets of balance of power and the belief that the government should be restricted. They are documents like the Declaration of Independence that uh, they are inalienable rights given by the creator. So that's the legacy that many countries are trying to to copy, to get inspired, and uh, and to use it because this is a, a wonderful country that uh, is is been uh, just my country now that I love so much. You should have seen me the day that I became a U.S. citizen. I was just holding my tiny flag and just crying because when I was in Peru, Peru has changed a lot, but 
during my teenager years, it was extremely difficult for my parents. Um, my parents were middle class. They mm. weren't even poor. But when uh, they tried to establish this um, social kind of a socialist idea, the centrally planned economy, yeah, it devastated a lot of people in the country. So at some point, Peru became so unstable, uh, very violent with a shiny path of the terrorist group, the Tupac Amaro Revolutionary Movement uh, terrorist group too, and that Peru went bankrupt. Wow. So my memories when I was a teenager, it was, okay, I have to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and uh, just line up with my mom, trying to get just the basics, a little bit of rice. There was a lot of uh, price control. There was a, a shortage of food, so very limited. And we were a family of six. So just to go to the market, get the basics, and start just praying that we will get enough for everybody. Let me ask you this, uh, Juliana. Let me ask you this. Now, when we talk about um, Peru, uh, I'm mostly I have Catholic roots myself. And um, but Peru being a, a mostly a Catholic country, uh, let me ask you this about the abortion issue there. Even though um, your, your parents were middle class, but there was poor people all around you, and of course you had your elite and very wealthy people around you too. What was right. the attitude in Peru? What is the attitude in Peru? toward um, it, it, on this abortion issue. Is that in, in, ingrained, is your ability and your desire to fight against that, is that something that is ingrained in you because of your culture? Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, um, the reality is that when uh, I used to live in California, but uh, since I moved to Colorado, one of the things that... Um, um, I started to get more information about was the sex education. Everything started from that point because it's related to the abortion initiative too. So when I learned about the sex education uh, and how was uh, the corruption behind that, because the idea is uh, Planned Parenthood, uh, the, the biggest, uh, the largest abortionist um provider in the United States helped write the 1032, the bill that is the comprehensive sex education, with the purpose of uh, indoctrinating, hypersexualize our kids in public schools. So the idea behind that is the more sex they teach to the schools, eventually one, they're going to have more sex. Girls in public schools in the state are going to get pregnant, and uh, they're going to have abortions. Planned Parenthood is going to have customers for life. And in exchange, the more money this organization gets, the more contributions politicians are going to receive. So when I started just learning about this uh, this game in the state, I decided, you know, it's important for me because of my, my values. Uh, when I was in Peru, my parents, that's what they instilled in me, that uh, those values to respect the country, to love God. So I'm never running away from that. And uh, when I learned about that indoctrination, I said, no, this is wrong. I even translated that entire bill into Spanish. So I started just giving the information to the Latino communities in the state. And then so from that point, I started giving speeches and talking on the radio about 
the dangers of the sex education. And then there was the idea, okay, that when I learned about the abortion issue, I said, this is, this is really, really wrong because we're talking about a baby that is nine months into the pregnancy, full term, a baby that is viable, a baby that feels pain and even before 22 weeks. And uh, it's so extreme that I, I think I need to be behind that. Let now, me ask you this, Juliana. Time. Let me ask you this then. Sure. Um, when you see a president like Donald John Trump, who uh, took the type of stand that he did, um, what does and how does that affect the narrative? And uh, let's also, you mentioned the Latino community, let's also um, see if, in fact, there is an awakening. Let's talk about if there's an awakening in the Latino community from where you stand. Um, and I want you to stay with me, if you can, through the break. There are some things that I, I really would like to talk to you about, because if there is to be a civil war in this country, folks, and I certainly hope there is not, but the issues very well could be over uh, this abortion issue and um, the gay marriage issue. Yeah. Uh, that is all beginning to come together. But uh, talk to us here. We've got about three minutes left, uh, about two and a half minutes, actually. Juliana Day is my special guest here with me today, Coalition for Children and Women, Women and Children. And I certainly am very happy to have her on with me. It's been very uh, insightful and enlightening, uh, her views on abortion and, of course, bringing uh, with her to America. She is an American citizen now uh, from Peru, uh, very conservative values when it comes to uh, the sanctity of life. Um, I tell you what, uh, Juliana, stay there with me. Uh, stay there with me. Hold on uh, through the break. I only have about uh, two minutes left here. So stay there with me, and uh, we will come back to you after the break. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. And, uh, hey, I'm glad that all of you could come along with us as we build the bridge to conversation right here on Red State Talk Radio. Red State is uh, my flagship station. I want to thank Loving Liberty. And I want to thank uh, Liberty Roundtable and all of the other terrestrial stations throughout the Fruited Plains who do uh, replay the show uh, throughout the day. But I want to thank all of you who come with us live daily right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. If you're traveling through Times Square, be sure to look up above Ripley's Believe It or Not and right there on the Red State Talk billboard, every hour, 24 hours a day, the C.L. Bryant Show does pop up there on uh, the billboard above uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not. And um, the Red State Talk billboard and OCL's face is looking right back at you there in Times Square. I um, listen, thank God for the privilege to be here with you daily and I want to thank him, of course, for our men and women in uniform around the globe. My special guest here has been uh, Juliana Day, an uh, American 
who uh, was born in Peru, and her perspective right now is very important on several topics. And we're going to hear from her when I return with more of the C.L. Bryant Show. Uh, And, of course, coming up after the top of the hour, we have to investigate what John Bolton's role is going to be in uh, these impeachment hearings. We uh, need to talk about the death of Kobe Bryant um, because it appears that uh, Kobe's own personality may have gotten in the way and got him killed there as far as flying in fog. The LAPD helicopters were grounded. Kobe, it's the kind of guy he was, may have gotten him killed. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. Download free the T-H-E, the CL Bryant Show. All the shows are archived there. I'll be back in a minute. Don't go anywhere. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back with you live and in living color right here on Red State Talk Radio. Glad to be with you throughout the Fruited Plains. As all of you know, uh, Jane and I have relocated to Colorado in order to um, not only uh, help the state uh, perhaps regain some of its redness, but also um, Jane uh, wanted to come up here. Uh, as you all know, we have been in uh, quite a journey. It's been a battle. Uh, my wife with her health and um, this breast cancer that uh, we have been fighting. I do solicit all of your prayers for uh, my wife and uh, I thank all of you who have been uh, praying with us and prayer warriors with us. And uh, so, listen, God bless you and God keep you. Life Life is precious. Life is precious, friends. And uh, at birth and, of course, uh, when we're talking about uh, once you have matured in life at any stage, and the president made it very plain in his speech that uh, all lives are different. This is a quote from him. But all lives are precious in the sight of God. And on with me is someone who uh, is a champion of life and someone who has fought a good fight as far as uh, this pro-life fight is concerned. She is an American and uh, born in Peru, but uh, proud now to be an American. My special guest, Juliana Day. Juliana, when we look at um, the uh, effect of abortion in this country, it is certainly um, prevalent among 
black and so-called brown people, so-called black people, so-called brown people. It's prevalent uh, there. And I just don't understand how is it that many of them who are church going people consider themselves conservative and in many of their ways? How is it that uh, the population tends to buy into the fact that it's OK to kill the un the, the unborn? Talk to us about it. Yeah, that is uh, it's very critical um, when uh, you just look at the statistics and among black babies, it's three times higher the number of black babies being aborted. And among uh, Latinos or brown babies, it's twice. So this is, an, uh, this is an important issue that we need to discuss. And for decades, some legislators have been brainwashing the Latino community, for instance, into believing that they share our best interests and our family values. And uh, that's a big lie. Because when I've been talking uh, to Latinos, they, they feel very, very strongly about these issues and the family values. And uh, many times it's a lack of information, too. That's why we need to start engaging in these conversations, because they don't know. And one of the things that uh, is going to be very important, whether it's in English or Spanish, I'm bilingual for a reason, so that's opening lots of doors for me to share that, that uh, is provide information to people, especially people of faith, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be critical because the issue of abortion, we're talking about a baby, the most vulnerable member of society, and uh, we need to stand very um, very strongly about the, 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 the life of the unborn and uh, about values. That is, uh, especially among people of faith, I, the part that you were mentioning, um, I think it's related to the pastor. Some pastors, they are a little bit afraid of taking a stand. And that's been uh, a difficult, very difficult for me because uh, I'm counting with the support. So, yeah, that part, I, I agree with you. It's, it's been uh, misinformation. They are a little bit afraid. And I think, you know, this is the right time to come together as uh, as a brothers and sisters and just fight for the life of the unborn. Absolutely. And have, uh, if possible, yeah, and a spiritual revival in the state because that's what we need. Absolutely. And you know, you know how I stand on this. Uh, I was at a gathering of some uh, Christian conservative women uh, where I met Juliana. And um, it was one of those things that, uh, uh, of course, uh, the church and uh, people of faith uh, were gathered. And, of course, we talk about things that people of faith talk about. And many times the, the pastor, and I've pastored three churches across this country, from California to, to Florida, back to Louisiana, in fact, Texas. Um, but this is the thing that um, I want you to hear, as Juliana uh, spoke it. Pastors, and I know many of you listen to this show, wherever you are throughout the, the country, uh, whatever corner that you might be throughout the country, and if you're listening globally, uh, I want you to understand that if the buck stops with what comes from your pulpit, if you are a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the buck stops there. Now, you can take that responsibility if you want to, or you, can, or you can pass that buck. You can pass it away. You can pass it off. But really, the buck stops with how you preach it from the congregation. You can believe this. Uh, people 
are looking for that. They want that. They're not satisfied with milk toast and pablum. They want meat. Feed them the meat. And that, my friends, will be uh, our salvation if, in fact, we turn our faces back toward our Judeo-Christian ethics. My guest, uh, Juliana Day. Uh, Juliana, uh, go ahead, chime in, whatever it is you want to say. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted just um, keep talking a little bit about that because since I work directly with that community, I love to hear the testimonies directly uh, from the people. That is a great opportunity for the church to take a stand and start the healing of uh, the process of healing. Because I have talked to pro-choice women to there is a lot of suffering. Women that uh, as soon as start discussing the, the issue of abortion, that initiative, they break down. So I know they are in pain. There's a lot of emotional pain, psychological pain, and physical pain. So it's time for us to discuss these issues because the other side, organizations like Planned Parenthood, they are telling women, hey, you don't have to worry. It's a bunch of tissue. And that's it. A cluster of tissue is going to take a few minutes and you're going to be okay. When the reality is completely the opposite. So what, it ha- what happens is that this issue is is a great opportunity for churches, for pastors to take a strong stand and say, you know, I can help you. There's hunger among people to hear the message that the church, that the church stands really, really strongly about issues, cultural issues, because for too long, it has remained silent. I want to ask you this, uh, Juliana, because uh, let me ask you this, because I've counseled with many uh, women uh, throughout my ministry that have had abortions, but still, I can only speak from a man's perspective. I want you to share with the audience now, you said that many times we're told that the woman is told it's just a blob of tissue, blah, 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 you know, and it's going to be all right, you're going to be okay, but then you said, but they're not. Is there a true psychological scar on uh, uh, in the in the in the mindset of some women of women who go through the abortion process? Is there a true healing that need to take place? Talk to us about that. I have about five minutes. Yeah, I, I can speak from my own experiences with with just uh, the community, because that's what I do. When I start opening up and uh, discussing the issue of abortion, I have found myself many times just hugging these women and crying with them. And I know there's emotional pain. Some of them, they confine on me and they give me the testimonies. Others just cry and cry. So it's the same with men. They are saying, you know, like the story of this guy who wanted to keep his twins. He told me, you know, I impregnated my girl. I made a mistake, but I wanted to keep those babies. But I couldn't. So it's very hard. There's a lot of pain. And uh, it's hard for me to tell the statistics and everything, but uh, I can tell you from my own testimony. And I travel around the state. So I talk to a lot of women. And I purposely look for uh, pro-choice women too, and that they are already signing the petition because they feel like, uh, okay, uh, I'm going to be a voice to support restrictions and limitations, and uh, this is something very reasonable. So I can, yeah, I can uh, can tell you there is 
and especially emotional pain because uh, they feel like that they've been deceived. Some sometimes there are women that have been pressured into having an abortion, and they don't realize that there are going to be emotional consequences for that, and they have to live with that scar. So it's going to be up to us to present um, other alternatives, and they are several alternatives, like adoption, they are pregnancy centers, they are organizations like Marisol, and uh, they help these women just to go through the process and give them great options that uh, they can deal with whatever the circumstances is. So I don't want to just finish our conversation without, once again, a call to action to the people who are listening to me Please go to dodaytolate.com. That's the website. If you want to get a petition, please do it. Uh, the deadline is approaching, and we need to gather 125,000 signatures, and uh, we can do this. There's been a lot of people already mobilizing. They are on fire. This is something that can uh, really pass in the state of Colorado. Or you can also call me and, or send me a text message. My telephone number is 720 8990897 once again do date too late.com i'm juliana day my cell phone number is 7208990897 we can do this together and come uh, as a as a community and uh, join forces for the life of the unborn those precious babies if uh, it doesn't matter if white latinos uh, brown babies black babies we can all come together and defend the most vulnerable member of society, our, our precious babies. I really like it. I really like it. Hey, folks, uh, you heard the website. You heard the number that was given uh, in order for you to help. And, uh, uh, Juliana, I want you to give the website one more time. If you, were, if the folks were inclined to help, uh, give the website and the phone number one more time. Folks, this is something that's worthy. Go ahead, Juliana. If dodaytolate.com so you can request the petitions going to the website just uh, with your it's very simple information it's uh, once again dodaytolate.com and uh, just uh, please do it join our efforts Colorado was the first state to legalize abortion, but we can make a difference now. And this is such a great opportunity. We are joining forces with pro-choice, pro-life, Republicans, Democrats. Everybody is coming together. So please join us and uh, and be. Uh, we're going to keep you updated with all the information. You can contact me, send me an email, julianaday33 at gmail.com and uh, you know, the Lord allows we're going to be celebrating that uh, we are putting restrictions on late-term abortion in the state of Colorado Fantastic. on November of this year. Okay? Awesome. Awesome. Hey, listen, I want to thank you so much uh, for being on with me. Uh, continue to fight the good fight, Juliana Day. God bless you and God keep you is my prayer for you. And again, thank you so much for being on the C.L. Bryant Show.